What's going on, everybody? I think I know basketball, episode 12. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Thanks so much for joining us again. Quick reminder, as always, follow us and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And listen to us on Anchor FM app, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Yo, man, so we got to talk about this playoff race. Listen, the playoff race is going down. Wait, before we get to the playoff race, do you want to talk about all these trades that went down? True, yeah, because we didn't get a chance to do that before. So, real quick, well, let me let me start off by asking you this. What trade impressed you the most? Like, who do you think kind of won this trade deadline? Okay, so if I'm thinking about who made their team better, it's interesting that the Clippers somehow got deeper by adding Marcus Morris, which is right? interesting to me. I mean, they're already a, a deep team, and then they add him. He's one of my favorite players, and he's tough. I think that the Warriors really set themselves up to mesh better once Steph Curry and Klay Thompson come back by getting rid of D'Angelo Russell and adding Andrew Wiggins. Um, the Warriors also got rid of um, Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman, but adding Andrew Wiggins is like clutch because he doesn't have a similar style to yeah. Steph and Clay. You know what I'm saying? He's not the yeah. perimeter shooter. He's gonna. He's a wing player. You know what I'm saying? He has a nice little mid-range jump shot. So I think he's going to switch them up a little bit. Um, One player that I was really surprised to see move was Andre Drummond. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we talked about we talked about this. Yeah, we did talk about it. Yeah, we talked about it. And we knew that they was going to blow the team up. I didn't ex- actually expect it to happen. Like, it just kind of caught me, like, well, sideways. I don't know that I expected him to go to the Cavs and for Kevin Love to stay on the Cavs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought that was that's an interesting little thing to me. You know, they kind of, you know, stocked up that front court again. And, and I mean, I think I like the move for them. Yeah, I do but, like the move for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little surprised. The Cavs do have a lot. Of, they have a lot of guards. They have a lot of young guards. They add Andre Drummond. And you add him with all those young guards. I mean, they can they nice little young team. You know, something kind of like the the Suns a few years ago. You want to know one thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I can see that. You want to know one thing from yeah. the trade deadline that was like I was actually happy that happened? Andre Iguodala getting traded because of all the trash yeah. talking. Oh my God! I hope he starts. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna go search the NBA schedule and I'm gonna circle the next game between the Grizzlies and the Miami Heat. Absolutely, got to do that. Because here, here's the thing, like, I don't know, man. There's there's this part where I kind of get it because, you know, he's, like, essentially, you know, got paid you know, over $10 million by the Grizzlies to just, like, not show up and just be like, you know, like, trade me because I want to go play for a contender and stuff like that with the with the Grizzlies, like, still, like, doing a playoff push. So I get it from, from the young guy's perspective of, uh, you know, like kind of being a little salty about that. We're basically saying like, you don't want to play with us, man. So like, fine, you don't want to play with us. That's cool. But we want, we want to see you when you get your next team. Cause like, I want to see it too. Yeah. I like job, man. I like the way that Josh talking trash. I like the way he's putting that franchise on his back and doing what he has to do. Was there anything from the trade deadlines that you were surprised with anything that, who do you think won? Like, what do you think? So I think that the Clippers are I really think they're already one of the best, deepest teams in the NBA. And then they added another solid player. It's just kind of like, I think they have an embarrassment of riches, man. They just got even deeper than the Lakers because they were already deeper than the Lakers. Man. And so now, I think so, man. I don't like, know. I think I mean, that from top to bottom, they're deeper than the Lakers. I mean, they are. I'm not, I don't know if they're better. They are. I don't know if they're better. They are deeper than the Lakers, but I don't. The Celtics just beat them. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
get out of here. I mean, Paul George. Well, 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 well they're not going to play each other in the Western Conference Finals. You're right. You're right. You're right. Celtics and you know, I just want. They will mention. run into the Celtics. While we're on that, Jason Tatum. Listen, Woo. listen. That's what I said. Oh I just, my God. All I wanted to do was mention the Celtics. I just wanted to figure out how we're going to talk about the Celtics because yes, Jason Tatum is here, baby. He is a suit. Listen, people be trying to tell me that Kyle Kuzman is better than Jason. Like, no, no, no. No, and, and I feel like that was, I feel like that was always unfair and that was always a bit premature to say because like Kyle Kuzma, right, he was a nice surprise back when he was a rookie and he was coming in playing the way that he was for a team that wasn't that good. And Jason Tatum was kind of finding his way with the team that was already established and stuff like that. And you're trying to kind of figure out his way. And he had a really good rookie season. But it's like, no, I feel like we need to really not get this twisted. The fact that Jason Tatum is is a real star. He's a phenomenon. The dude went to college for one year. He's a real star. He went to college for one year. He went to one of the top colleges in the country. And he got drafted in the top, in 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 the lottery. It is what it is. You know, Kuzma did, what, four years in college. And now he's here. And he's already a few years older than Tatum. But, hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's look at the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference playoff picture in the regular season. The Celtics are number three in East. They're only trailing number two, the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors are still number two. How is this possible? Number one, the fact that, and we've talked about it a million times, you know, but it's worth mentioning again, they have Pascal Siakam as their kind of number one star. And they ripped off a 15-game winning streak, you know? And, and they're over here dominating the, the way that, the way that they were and, and making history. But not only that, but the fact that they're still six games behind the Bucks. Yo, like we're talking. That's that's six and a half games behind the Bucks. That's crazy. Listen, like the Bucks are the best team in the league. We talk all this trash about Kyle Lowry and his teams winning fifteen in a row. He's like, listen, I earned my All Star spot. I don't care what y'all say. Whatever, man, whatever. <laughs> but you know what? Like, and a couple of things more kind of down down the line in the Eastern Conference, uh, because some of the usual suspects are there, right? You know, you got Miami, you got Philly, you got Indiana. Brooklyn has been surprising to me because they've kind of been all over the map a little bit. Um, I thought with all the time that Kyrie has missed that they would be struggling more. But Chris Levert has been going off with Kyrie out of the lineup. And then of course, when Kyrie comes back in the lineup, he's over here dropping 30 and 40 points and whatnot. And he's, and he's dominating kind of in the limited amount of time that got, which again, just like I was telling you, like in the beginning of the season, they have a good young core here, man. They do. And then when you get Kyrie and Kevin Durant back in the mix next year, like, they're going to be something in this Eastern Conference. Like, it's not going to be a joke. They're, no, they're going to be a real team. It's not. Yo, we could literally have the Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the playoffs this year. That could happen. That's a possibility. That's pretty crazy, man. That is and, pretty and crazy. And, of course, you got, and you got teams like, you know, again, the Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons, teams that we thought might be doing a little bit better. It just hasn't worked out for them. Listen. So the Chicago Bulls, like I mentioned, they're still technically in contention. They could they could pull it off. I don't have a whole lot of faith, but they could pull it off. Yo, you want to know one thing? Okay, so this is this. Okay, the Chicago Bulls, I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised in the Atlanta Hawks and the fact that they're really, you know, as bad as they are. I, the Wizards could, could pull it off, too. I'm sub- the Orlando Magic are a creeper. They've been creeping now for the last two or three seasons in that like eight, nine, ten spot. And, and you know, they might make it this year. But the New York Knicks are the 
one, two, three, four. The fifth worst team in the league. That is surprising. Look at that. Look at they're that. Not the worst team. They're not, they're not they're the not worst team in the league anymore, the bro. Second worst. The third worst. No, they're, man. They're, they're the fifth worst team. I mean, that's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? So the Eastern Conference is pretty much looking like what we thought it was going to look like outside of, like we said, I was saying that the Bulls were going to make the playoffs. I thought the Detroit Pistons would be right in the mix. I mean, those two teams are kind of like the the two teams that we said would be there that kind of aren't, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, then you look at the other side of the map with a couple of teams that we expected um, you know, in the Western Conference to be around, like San Antonio is dropping off, man. Like, I, I'm really doubtful about whether or not they're going to be able to pull this off. I mean, and then, the Phoenix you know, Suns. The, the Sun, yeah, yeah, the Suns and the Kings, both teams that we thought would sneak around the edge of the, the playoff pictures. Like, they're both pretty much out of Yo, it. Yo, look at the now. New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson is making it really real that the Pelicans could make the playoffs. You know what, man? Like, I feel like I don't know what I expected when Zion came back. Like, I mean, I, I figured that he was going to be good because I think he's just a good player. And I think people think he just dunks and that's all he does. Right. But it's like he's he's an athletic force. You know, he's a rebounder. He's a hustler. Like he, he does so much stuff and, he, and he's already really skilled. But man, like he, over, he put up 32 the other night. Like, oh, man, Zion I mean, is real. Zion off, is a real thing. A, bro. To go off on a little tangent real quick. He's making a real case to say, listen, I know I was injured for like the first half of the season, but I could still win this rookie of the year. Yeah, he, I, he really is. And I, I, I can still win this. This this could be my award. Yes, absolutely. And and I feel like it, it's already kind of a, a realistic question. Like, what, what, like what is going to happen here? Well, because if, if the got, Pelicans make the playoffs, uh, you may you may have to give it to them. Maybe, though, it also depends on what happens with the Grizzlies, right? Because I'll tell you what, man, the Memphis Grizzlies were not supposed to be near this. No. Like, we talked about it a million times. They're like, yeah, they're a fun little team, but they're not They're not close to it. They don't have enough. And, and, I mean, in the end, that might prove to be true. At the same time, man, like, John Morant has been, you talk about phenomenon. Like, John Morant, former number two overall pick, like he's been, he's been by far the best rookie this year. Oh no, yeah, he's definitely and, the and best rookie. He's definitely the best rookie, and he's proven why he's the number two pick. You know what I'm saying? And Zion's proven why he's the number one pick. Ja just put up a triple double the other day himself, like his first career triple double, and just absolutely dominating performance. Like if he keeps playing like that, it's almost like you, ja, Zion has to be crazy to take this away from Ja Morant because that's how good. John Moret has been. But Zion so, has I'm been playing. Zion has been playing crazy. You know, he just broke a record. He's in the NBA history books the most, the first rookie to start off with like six consecutive 20-point games. Like he's balling. You know what I'm saying? He just put up 32 yeah. the other night. I mean, that that could really, you know, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, to see no, how, he could do yeah, it. It's gonna be interesting to see how is how the rookie of the year competition plays out. But to but to finish up the conversation about the playoffs, one team that I'm surprised that's in the mix that I didn't think would necessarily be there is the Oklahoma City Thunder, man. I, I'm really, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm really, absolutely. I'm really happy for Chris Paul. You know, just sitting down and doing what he got to do over there with all that, all those young guys, and just getting them in a the position that they're in. Because OKC is sixth in the Western Conference right now during this All Star break, and coming back into it, if they if they can get off to a hot start, you know, what I'm saying they can really put themselves in possibly the number four, maybe even three seed in the, in the Western conference. If, if things get hot, because the Clippers haven't been playing as strong as they need to play, even though they got all the talent and they're as deep as they are, 
they still haven't been going out and winning the games that they're supposed to win. But they have been dealing with so many injuries and stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of both, right? Because now you got Paul George, who's got a balky hamstring that, you know, took him out of the game the other day, right? And so you wonder about his long-term health because he's he's been he's been good, maybe not up to his normal standard, right? But he's been good when healthy. And, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you see the potential that that one-two punch of him and Kawhi Leonard could have, but he hasn't been fully healthy. He's in and out of the lineup. And then you look at, are the Clippers deep enough to be able to continually win seven game series with Kawhi being the main guy? And, and I think the Clippers have a good enough team to make it happen, but that's a lot to, that's a lot to put on Kawhi consistently in the Western conference. This is a little different now, you know, in the Western conference versus the East. So I, I want to see that. And truth be told, man, like, you know, Kawhi, Still has like some of his standard, you know, really efficient Kawhi games where he's dominating, but there's some games where he's just been kind of bad. He's definitely had a lot more games this season where he's been bad than he has in any other season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I'm not even talking about like yeah, bad for his standards or something like that. Like yeah, I mean there's some games where it's just kind of like average or whatever for Kawhi and it's not great. But I mean there are games where he's going like six for twenty four, like you know, like that kind of bad. You know, only scoring like what was it, two points in the fourth quarter and overtime the other day against the Celtics, like and getting absolutely torched by Jason Tatum. Like, listen, it, it, you could say maybe it's fatigue going into the All Star break. Nah, and maybe nah. it is his his knee, you know, whatever, not being fully you know into it. But I just I'm just not seeing it from him right now. Maybe the playoffs will change it, but I don't know. What do you think? Um, like. Is this the same dude that that really just took the league by storm and won the Raptors their championship last year? All right, this is this is what I'll say about Kawhi Leonard. I'm starting to believe that he has a switch. The same type of switch we talk about with LeBron James. It may not be the same exact switch, but he has a switch. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to hit that switch when playoff time comes. Like, I'm starting to really believe that he has that because don't get me wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He definitely yeah. isn't this dominating player, but it does look like whenever he wants to play, he just plays. Yeah. And you know what? Like, and this is something that you know, I, I find interesting, right? Because there's all these conversations about, you know, that people have about, oh, yeah, like LeBron, Duck, and Kawhi when they play the Clippers or whatever. Like, you know, the three time champion, four time MVP is scared of Kawhi Leonard, right? Uh, but but anyway, when Kawhi plays somebody like Giannis or, you know, playing somebody like, you know, the Lakers or whatever, and he just he absolutely looks like the best player on the floor. Like he, he has that switch that you're talking about. And he's just like, you know what? I'm engaged. I'm going to terminate you like I'm going to dominate. This is what I do. And everything just looks like he's just on automatic. You know, he's just on automatic pilot and he's out there killing. And somebody like LeBron is still just kind of like. Yeah, it's an important matchup, but it's it's another game in the 82 game season, and I'm chilling till the playoffs show up. Like I've been through this enough times. Yeah, right. But but yeah, no, I I, I think you're right. Right, that that he probably still does have that switch, and he could turn it on when the playoffs arrive. I guess I'm just I feel like that's been the case though, where where he's he's kind of done that, um, you know, even a little bit at some points last year too. But I just think that. You know, the, whether it's the, the constant load management and then when he when he plays consistently just isn't up to the level that I'm used to seeing out of him. 
So I guess I'm just wondering if that switch is going to be, if that gear is going to be as high as it usually is, because I feel like he's just not quite what he usually is to me. He's definitely not as efficient as he's been. And, you know, maybe this is all in the contract. You know what I'm saying? We know that his uncle had all types of outrageous requests. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to chalk it up to the contract. <laughs> fun guy's just going to have fun when he feels like it. You know, hey, that's man. in the contract. You got to let fun guy have fun when he wants. You know what I'm saying? Orosi won't be fun guy. And that's, that's just no, not, man. That's not good. I mean, one thing I want to look at, I want to look at the season leaders so far in stats, right? So in points per game. We have James Harden at number one with 35, Giannis at number two with 30, Trey Young at number three with 29, Dame at number four with 29.5, with Trey Young at number three with 29.7, Dame at number four, 29.5. And then we got Bradley yeah. Bill at 29.1. You imagine that a guy who's averaging almost 30 points a game doesn't make the all star team. That's interesting, man. That's interesting. Is there any name there that you didn't expect to see? Um, I didn't realize Trey was scoring that much a game, actually. I figured that he would probably be, you know, in the you know mid-20s, like mid to high 20s, so like somewhere in the 26 to 27. So I, I guess I didn't realize he was going off like now that. He's been going I off. mean, Dame, yeah, Dame's stretch has been so crazy that I'm not surprised to see him up there. But it's like, it's kind of wild to think about like James Harden steady chilling at like 35 points a game, and we're still not talking about him as being like, the best player in the league or like, you know, the, like a real MVP candidate just because it's like, yeah, James Harden just does this. Yeah, right. No, and, the, and the Rockets and the Rockets are like, what fifth or whatever in the West or something like that. Like, you know, they're, they're not even like at the top of the conference. You know what I mean? James Harden has made 234 three pointers this season. If Steph Curry was oh playing, how many think he would be at right now? I mean, that's, that's tough because like, what is it? What is Steph's, Steph's record was like 410 threes or something like that. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know that he would be breaking that record this year because the Warriors just kind of aren't as good. And I feel like the system hasn't quite been clicking the way that it, that it normally would. And so maybe he wouldn't be getting, you know, as many open shots. He'd have to work a little harder. So, I mean, I, I think that Steph would probably be like maybe around like a hundred, like in the 150 to 200 range, just because he's Steph and that's what he does. But yeah, man, like he could destroy Steph's record. Yeah. And that would be cool. That would be he could destroy Steph's record for a team that isn't even gonna be in the top half of the Western Conference. That's crazy. Yo, LeBron <laughs> James is leading the league in assists still at ten point eight. He's really playing at another level with this Lakers team with Anthony Davis. Like it's really opened him up and allowed him to be able to actually do more on the court. Yeah, and I mean his defense, right? Like people have been pointing out the fact that um, he, he's really had kind of a defensive renaissance because yeah, ever think since, about ever it, right? Since he's he's extended episode of I think I know basketball, and we was bragging, we was we was ragging on him. He he switched it up. Yeah, and you know what? Like it's just interesting, right? Because it makes a lot of sense. Like people want to talk about him sometimes, like looking like he's taking plays off and whatnot. And it's like when you're 35 years old and you played like 60,000 NBA minutes. Like people understand when you do that from time to time. But I think that like his his defense this year has consistently been far better than any other time we've seen it since he was in Miami, which is wild when you consider all the minutes he's played between the time he was in Miami to now. Yeah. Like it's been six years. You know what I, I mean? mean? Like that's here, crazy. He's out here doing reverse dunks 
looking like a young Kobe Bryant. It was crazy. You know, Giannis is still my MVP, but LeBron James, like, I think he's still, as you mentioned, right, has that, that switch to flip where, you know, we're going to, we're going to get a chance to see it barring a catastrophe. Do they weigh the playoffs into the MVP conversation? They do that now, right? Um, I actually don't know. That's a good question. Like, I, I think I should know that a little bit more, but I, I don't like know. Before they used to announce the winners, like before the, before the end of the season and now they wait to the end. I'm not sure. I mean, I, mean, yeah, I, so, I could, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, they do, they do wait a little bit into the playoffs to announce the award. So, I mean, I don't know how much the playoffs factor in. I, I know that, you know, in other sports where they announce the MVP, you know, like right before the finals or like in the middle of the playoffs, they don't factor in uh, the, you know, the playoffs as much because it's really meant to be a regular season award. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like there have been times where like James Harden and the Rockets like, you know, got bounced or, you know, something like that. And, uh, you know, they didn't like he didn't, you know, he still won MVP, even though they didn't make it to the finals or something. Cause it really is, it really is more of a regular season award. So I don't, I don't think that it would necessarily be like if LeBron goes off of the playoffs, that means he gets MVP. And either way, I think Giannis is still going to ball in the playoffs. So it probably won't matter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Giannis is definitely going to ball in the playoffs. LeBron's definitely going to ball in the playoffs. I mean, at this point right now, Giannis is definitely kind of running away with the MVP trophy. I'm not going to say he's running away with it, but he's a, he's definitely a few steps ahead of anybody else that was in contention at the top of the year. Oh, for I real. I mean, Luka, Absolutely. Luka getting injured as much as he's got injured has kind of like slowed him down a little bit. And but but LeBron, you know, he's doing he's doing LeBron things. But Giannis, like you said, he's just out. I mean, the, those guys are literally the Milwaukee Bucks are running away with the league right now. They haven't even you know, they still haven't even lost 10 games. They've only lost eight games. They're still sort of in contention like it's not going to happen, but they're still sort of in contention to win 70 games. No, no. no. Yeah, they are. like that's it, 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 that's it crazy. Happen. It could happen. I mean, yeah. So you want to move on to cash and trash? You got any cash and trash you want to talk about? I got a little bit of cash and trash. So this is going to be kind of like a, a general, like first half of the year, uh, cash and trash. I decided to keep it a little bit shorter on my end, mm-hmm. but you know, a couple of things that I thought, you know, were were really cool. I would say number one is Zion's first game back. Definitely. And, I mean, you just think about it, right? So, so, so from my perspective, like I'm waiting for this game. Right. It's it's like the day after Maya was born, you know, so I'm, I'm in the hospital sleeping, what, two or three hours a night or something like that. Something crazy because we're trying to figure out how to take care of this kid. But in the meantime, I'm over here hyped about you know, just, just like looking at the hype around this game and, and being very intrigued to see what would happen. And wouldn't you know it? I couldn't stay awake for it, man. Like the sleep <laughs> schedule just killed me. Like it, 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 it got me. Maya sucked the energy out of me. But, but, yeah, I did but, not expect that. <laughs> no, but here's the deal, though. I got to stay up and watch a rerun at like two in the morning or something like that. Nice, because you know the sleep schedule is is all messed up. And I got to tell you, man, for all that hype around that kid and you know the the debut, like people are talking about it, the most hyped debut since LeBron James, you know, coming into the league and for him to do what he did and light up that stadium in the fourth quarter, that was just awesome. Like it it was, it was really awesome. And to see him do it with the three ball. Yeah. Right. I felt like it had, it had those vibes. Like it was almost like some Jordan, like what in the world is going on? Like people were losing their minds. And I just thought that, man, that was, 
what a great night for basketball to have a night like that on national TV where the star of the show not only doesn't disappoint, but he gets you up out of your seat. And you're just like, I can't believe I watched this. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, what he did with the three ball in that fourth quarter for that like two minute stretch before getting benched for the rest of the game was amazing. It was like, is this guy Zion or Steph Curry? I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It was pretty crazy. What do you have like 17 points or something like that in the fourth yeah, quarter? It was like wild. crazy. It was wild. It was wild. And it was like it was one of those things where it's like if you didn't stay and watch that fourth quarter, you kind of missed it all. You know what I'm saying? You, you really did. No, I got to say, there was a trash element to this. Uh, unfortunately, it was, it was the bed that I had to sleep in while I was in the <laughs> hospital watching this game. Like, it was one of those, like, um, reclining chairs over off in the corner or whatever. So Crystal's got the bed, like, in the middle of the room. And I got this little, this little uh, pull-out chair that turns into a bed. It was terrible, man. And I had, like, these little, like, awful bed sheets and stuff like that. I was cold. And then, of course, like, I can't get any sleep. And then all of a sudden, the baby's crying like an hour and a half, you know, after we fed her or something like that. So it was just... I'm sorry, that man. That was a rough night, bro. But hey, man, that was rough stuff. You got you to, gotta, you, gotta, you know, that's why you're there. You know what I'm saying? You got to put in those hard hours, man. It's like, you know, for the first half of your life, you were just a regular season player. Now you're in the playoffs. You're in the playoffs. I'm in the, play, I'm in the playoffs for life. Yeah, for you life. You know what's up? You're a, a, that was you're a playoff player for yeah. life now. And, that, and, you know, there's a certain level of play that comes that you can't go under now. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got a threshold. You can't go lower than. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I gotta, I gotta keep my game up. I'm not allowed to get fat because I got to run around with this hey, kid man. here soon. Every but day. yo, uh, do you got, I was gonna say, you got any cash and trash? All right, to talk I, do, about? I do got some cash and trash. All right. So my cash for like the first half of the season, I'm going with the Boston Celtics because there were a lot of people that really didn't believe that this team would be where they're at right now. And not only the Boston Celtics, but Jason Tatum, baby. Jason Tatum. Man. Jason Tatum is showing us that he can be the superstar that we all think that he could be. You know what I'm saying? Now that's the man. I'm saying that based off of the game the other night against the LA Clippers, where he really just kind of, you know, it, it literally looked like we was watching him evolve in our face. He owned Kawhi. Yeah. He owned him. Yeah, like he was go- he was calling him out like to go deep stick defense on him. Like he wanted him. You know what I'm saying? And, and he and he got him and he delivered. And that's what I like to see. Now, what that what that game did make me realize was another what that game made me realize was what I do have for trash for the for the first half of the season. And it's gonna yeah, be the up? referees, man, and the referees' challenges. So at the <sighs> end of the game against the Clippers. Um, Lou Williams pretty much argued a, a, a three-point foul where he made the three, but he got fouled on the on the pull-up or something like that. And he was just trying to say, you know, I was in my shooter's motion, but the ref said the foul was on the floor. You wasn't shooting. And it's just like they tried to review the play. And and, and it's just like you guys really are missing goaltending calls. You know what I'm saying? You guys are there's, – there's plays that – you guys are just missing, and then the rule doesn't really necessarily protect those missed calls. And so it's just kind of it's confusion because there's a lot of teams that have lost and won games pretty much because of the referees. And and I kind of want the referees to take a step back. <laughs> it's, it's like, man, like you're not challenging the things you should be challenging. You're challenging the wrong stuff and getting the calls wrong, you know. Man, I'm not, yeah, can't I'm, do I'm anything not, right. I'm not appreciating it, man. Like, I feel like the referee... Don't get me wrong, though. Don't get me wrong. Bring all the robots. No, 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 no robots. Keep the... Because it's the thing. This is the thing. In the moment, 
it's suspenseful. It adds to the drama of the entertainment. You know what I'm saying? But when you, when your team or the people you want to win come out on the losing end of it, and it's blatantly obvious, that's when it's that's when it's messing up the game. Case in point, the Damian Lillard goaltending call that wasn't called. Like that's something where it's just like this is just messed up. You know what I'm saying? It's like I didn't really care. It's kind of like one of those situations where even the players on the Utah Jazz felt like the refs were getting it wrong. You know what I'm saying? And when everyone in the room is like, all right, uh, I, I did go to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, all right. Yeah, you know, exactly, it's, right? It's, it's, it's like, it's just literally like he's over here telling you, like, like yeah, uh, I totally goaltended that. You're not going to, obviously, in the, in the course of a game, go over to the ref it's like, and be it's like, like, yo, man, I totally goaltended that or whatever. Like, yeah, you should change crazy, the call. Man. But, but it, but it's like, yeah, after the game, he's just like, yeah, I totally goaltended that. Or, or like there would be some times where it's like, yeah, I fought that guy. You know, it's whatever. I'm not going to complain. It's just like those are calls you got to get right, especially when, you know, you got to especially when people's like playoff lives are in the balance, you know, or like it really yeah. affects the game. And and I understand to an extent, right? Like people don't want to decide games with refereeing and blowing whistles when they shouldn't blow it, right? And you see, so you got guys saying like, you know, eat the whistle and you know, let some kind of like you know, contact plays go, or whatnot. But but that but that's not the same as that. That's not the same as watching a guy block a ball that already bounced off the backboard. It's, that's not the same thing as that. This is not the LeBron block in the finals against the Wizards. It wasn't that close. It was blatantly obvious. No. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> it's like... No. Ab- ab- absolutely. And, and you know what? Like, you know, I just feel like we talked about this before, right? In terms of that James Harden play, you know, a couple months ago where he dunked it and it like went up through the rim and stuff like that and they didn't count the basket. It's like there are certain things that should be objective in basketball. Right. And, and things that you could objectively review and see for yourself and just get the call. Right. Yo. You know, it's, it should be objective when you see a ball go in through one end of the hoop and come out the other end. I mean, so it's like you should be able to use with your video technology that listen, could have detected this in five seconds. It shit bounced off the backboard. Those bro. two plays are prime examples of why the referees and that whole challenging system is my trash for the first half of the season. So for the second half of the season, is there anything that you're looking forward to? So I want to see this rookie of the year battle. That's like, that's you know, like we, we, are, we already watch, talked man. about it, but, but I mean, like, like, I mean, I feel like I had to watch these dudes like every night now. You can't tell me that Zion's not actively and intentionally going to try to win this award. Of course. And, and I and I want him to do it. Like I, I absolutely want to see that. And when when you see him put up thirty points or whatever and, and dominate the way that he can, like yeah, uh, I believe he I believe he can win it. I don't know that I'm gonna absolutely give it to him right now, but I would say that based off of what I've seen, he has a, definitely a better chance than none. But I think that again, Jaw just has to keep on playing like he's playing and keep the Grizzlies in the playoffs. And I feel like you you almost like you it's gonna be hard to take it away from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Zion had played the whole season the way that he's playing right now, um, you know, and, and he had he'd been healthy, then I think that he probably like we're we're talking about Zion as the as the front runner here with Ja getting a good chunk of the votes, but not being the number one. Yeah. But right, but just because like the situation is what it is, you know, the it's flipped, and Zion's got a chase. Yep, and yep. I'm not saying he can't do it, though. Hey, listen, it's fun, I, it's fun watching Zion and Lonzo play together. Like, I like watching them play together. 
because oh, they're, they're they're both hustlers. They both know how to play. You know, even at such young ages. And and I think that you know you got Zion willing to run the court and Lonzo always willing to chuck a lob from like three quarters court and put it right on the money. Like yeah, no, that is that is absolutely what the fans came to see every night. So you know, I I gave you kind of my point. What are you thinking? You're looking for in the second. Half? So for the second half, honestly. I'm pretty much looking forward to the race for eighth in the Western Conference between the Memphis Grizzlies, Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs, New Orleans Pelicans, and I'm even going to throw in the Phoenix Suns. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to throw in one, two, three, four, those five teams, the Suns, the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, those five teams in the race for eighth for the Western Conference, I think is going to be something that's going to be really, really amazing to watch. And the reason why, not only just because it's going to be good to watch, is because there has been talk in the NBA about switching up some of the formats and stuff like that. And I don't necessarily know if I want to see that. Because like I said, and like we've mm-hmm. mentioned on this podcast, you know, on other episodes, this is one of the first times in the Western Conference we've seen a race for eighth. And we don't, you know, we don't, we haven't seen this in a while. And it's it's not only in the Western Conference. There's always a race for eighth in the Eastern Conference. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Yeah, it's, all, it's always a race in the Eastern Conference with, like, some team that's, like, 19 wins or something like, like that. Like, 19 Bulls. wins and almost 40 <laughs> losses. Yes, exactly. Right? It's like, yeah, so I can't technically say the Bulls are out of the playoff race. Also, r- real quick, you know, this is, this is kind of like a, a separate trash thing. Jim Boylan has got to stop with these timeouts. <laughs> like when his team is getting blown out at, at the end of games and they're losing by like 10 points. Oh my and his fast one to be calling a timeout with seven seconds left in the game. Like, what are you drawing up right now? What Yo. are you trying to teach? You know, there's nothing Yo. to teach right now. Yo. Y'all lost. They, Go out listen. there and, 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 you know, jack up a three if you got the ball or you sit around and you wait for the other team to dribble it out. Like, you ain't playing now. Look, you should have played before that. The fact that, you, the fact that you brought that up is a trash. I'm going to use that as one of the things I'm looking forward to. The development of the relationship between him and his players for the rest of the season and wearing Yo, yo. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, hold up, hold up. So... I don't know if you saw this, but Zach Levine was on first take Ooh, yesterday. No, I didn't. He was see on it. first take, and and Max Kellerman asked him about whether or not he trusts the Bulls' front office to put something together, and so uh, like put together a contender. And he was like, "Hey, man, like, and, and, and keep in mind they're in Chicago, so you got a bunch of Chicago fans booing in the background, like, no." Like, you know, get him out of here. And Zach Levine's like, yeah, I know you guys think that, but, you know, I'm on the team. But basically, he just kept on saying, hey, I'm on the team. I'm on the team. I got to believe in the team, oh which is God. not a strong endorsement. Nope. It's nope, not a strong nope. endorsement. Like, you know, he doesn't believe in these guys. You know, he's probably like, man, trade me, dog. You know, and, and then in the background, fire guard packs chance break out. And for those of you guys who aren't familiar with the Chicago Bulls, that's um, uh, guard form and the general manager. And John Paxson, you know, the, the vice president of the team, and they work close together, and you know, they they basically work in tandem on signing players and doing all that, running the basketball operations. And so they, they, these these chants break out in the background of like fire the general manager and the and the vice president in the background, like that's where the Bulls are right now. It's oh like my that. God. And, and then of course you got then you got the videos that we talked about earlier in the years where like. The, the Bulls, like, even when they win, they don't want to celebrate with the coach. Like, it's, it's that <laughs> stupid. Yo, Listen, by, by the way, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
that's why I'm looking forward to seeing the development of this relationship moving forward, man. It's gonna be interesting. Yo, I got I got cut in real quick because because uh, you know, shout out to to Crystal. She got me an Xbox One. It's my first new game console in forever. She got me an Xbox One for Valentine's Day. Um, oh man, and, and, you got, and got me, yeah, got me the 2K bundle. So. I, you know, created my player, you know, playmaking shot creator and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not very good right now, so don't ask me to join your parties and stuff like that. I don't want to mess with the games. But what team did I get drafted by? The Chicago Bulls. <laughs> so now so now I got to play under Jim Boylan. So Yo, I gotta you, say, can't, you can't escape it. <laughs> no, no, man, I can't escape it, man. They're coming for me every time. But I will That's say hilarious. this, uh, most of the time I'm interacting with the assistant coach and not Jim Boylan. So good, you know, good, we're, we're, good. Okay, we're okay so far. I like my assistant coach, bro. All right, so that's going to wrap up I Think I Know Basketball, episode 12. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Thanks for listening, as always. And check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Hit us up on I Think I Know Basketball by Marquise and Kyrie. And listen to us on the Anchor FM app, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Peace out. Yeah, man, we need you guys to get on there, comment, engage. You know, our Twitter account's pretty funny. You know what I'm saying? We Twitter's actually pretty fun. I like Twitter. Twitter can be fun, especially NBA Twitter, because... Yeah, NBA, the, the NBA yeah. Twitter is a, is a fun place, man. It's, yeah. it's definitely a fun place. Just stay but away yeah, from all the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check us out. And yeah, until next week, talk to you later. <laughs>